everyone welcome back to glow girl we are a weekly podcast where we talk about woo and wellness and making our way in this wild world i'm tracy white as always and this week i have a very special guest with me a friend of the pod joe figueres of the woke akashic is back with us this week welcome joe thank you very much i am thrilled to be back it's always such a good time i am so glad you're here um so listen guys this is very exciting. So Joe has been on a couple of previous episodes. Uh, she was here to talk of, talk to us about the Akashic Records and the Soul Blueprint. Um, and those are intuitive practices that she specializes in. If you haven't listened to those episodes, highly recommend. Uh, and you guys love her special brand of woo so much. And she also has so much else that she can teach us that she is going to join us here as a regular contributor. Um, and so we're going to have a lot more um, interesting Claire talk and some intuitive uh, development and some lessons and all kinds of things. So I'm so excited to learn more from you. <laughs> that is, I am absolutely thrilled to do this. It's it's going to be so fun to get um, to get this information that I have out there in a new way and and help people, new people. Yes, 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 yes. We are excited to be able to have this opportunity too. So, um, and and you guys listening, you remember probably that the word of the year for 2021 here at Glow Girl is community. And so it made sense here at this podcast to gather up some of our woo friends and contributors to build this podcast community up for this year, 2021. Um, this, is a, this is a year of air energy. This is an Aquarian age. There's nothing more... Um, Aquarian than building up a community via technology, via airwaves, and, you know, figuring out how to make connections. So we are doing that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, this podcast has never just been a virtual podium. Um, it's always been a conversation, even when it's just been me. But I want you all to know that we are listening here. And so if there's something that you want to know more about on this podcast, or there's something that you want us to cover here at Glow Girl, um, you can always reach out on social media. This is just that general reminder. Um, you can find us online at Glow Girl Pod just about everywhere and, uh, you know, slide into our DMs, as the kids say. Or you can send me uh, an email at glowgirlpod at gmail.com anytime. Um, and it comes right to my little old cell phone and I will send you an email back. So um, I am excited to hear from you guys. What do you want to know more about? Joe and I have some really fun ideas about some things that are coming up. I have some um, other really cool and interesting and adventurous new topics and shows and guests also coming up in the future. And so I am looking forward to sharing those with you guys too. So um, now Joe is here to talk to us about some really cool stuff uh, this week, especially now sliding into this and kind of getting into the meat of what this episode is going to be about. You have probably heard that it is Mercury retrograde time. You've heard it from me. You've heard it on the internet. You have seen it everywhere. People are talking about it. Uh, Mercury retrograde gets a bad rap and people get a little fearful and it's super fun to be like, oh no, Mercury retrograde. And it is actually kind of nice to be able to blame things on a planet. <laughs> it, I don't know. Sometimes you just need someone. To, I've been blaming Mercury for things all day. It's probably, don't blame Pluto for things because Pluto 
is the god of the underworld and like that doesn't go well for people but like it's okay to blame mercury for stuff he's used to it right so when we have mercury retrograde we have these things like temporary annoyances and delays and technology stuff that is just irritating and when we look at mercury retrograde though it really is an opportunity for us to slow down which i say all the time and nobody likes to hear that but slow down to prep to plan and to practice and learn how to be receptive and maybe it is that we need to be receptive to new ideas which is a very aquarian theme aquarius is the sign of new ideas and out there thinking and outside of the box things and experiences um or maybe we're being feeling called to be receptive spiritually or intuitively and that is the reason that joe is here this week uh so that we can dig a little bit deeper into that um being intuitively receptive in the second half of the show so yes and and specifically the part where you where you talked about slowing down that's key as well Mm -hmm. it's not easy to do because listen aquarius is the fat i mean it's the fastest planet right where we have aquarius in our or i'm sorry mercury is the fastest planet where we have mercury in our in our birth charts (laughs) it makes us quick it makes us it's our thinking it's like the synapse is firing and everything's fast 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 and we live in a very mercurial world right now it's Mm -hmm. instant we want everything right now we can have everything right now i could i could you know, click three buttons in my phone and have a pizza here. If I wanted, I can buy anything I want on Amazon in two seconds. Like I, everything is fast now. And so for us to slow down and connect with people, with ideas, with intuitive thinking and processing, those things are not things that we're used to doing. And so Mm -hmm. I think this is a great time to really Mm -hmm. talk about that. Mercury retrograde is a great time to slow it down in all of the ways. So now before we get into all of that, which I can't wait, but I want to tell you a little bit about this week's astrology. There is surprisingly more happening out there than uh, just Mercury and his shenanigans. So I'm going to tell you about that. Um, Again, you guys, you've heard me talking about this a million times. We are in a very Aquarius time right now. We have the sun in Aquarius. Uh, We have Mercury in Aquarius. We have Saturn and Jupiter in Aquarius, um, and we also had Venus move into Aquarius this week on February 1st, and so this is a very Aquarian time. It's all happening. It's strong air energy, and let me tell you, when we talk about things like Mercury retrograde, you know about Mercury retrograde, okay? It started on the 30th. Uh, The theme here with Mercury retrograde is always don't be scared, be prepared, you know, back up your electronics, take your time, don't update your phone. My phone has been trying to press an update on me for three days. And I keep saying, deny, deny, deny. I'm not doing it unless (laughs) I'm not going to do it. I wish that there was just a mercury retrograde button on my phone that I could just put this off for three weeks every single day. So if you have that kind of thing happening right now, and listen, if you can help it, you know, don't buy new electronics during mercury retrograde try not to buy a car during mercury retrograde but life happens we have to be practical right mercury retrograde happens three or four times a year depending on the way that it's traveling through and so we can't plan our whole lives around these very long and annoying transits that happen multiple times a year if you do need to buy electronics plan 
and research ahead if you can. Um, know that there may end up being problems and just try to pack your patients for things like that. If you have to buy a car, great. Make sure you get it checked out by a mechanic first. If it's a used car, like do, do your due diligence, do the things your dad said to do, you know, make sure you get somebody to check that thing out before you just buy it off the lot. You don't want to end up with a lemon. And before you sign any paperwork, any kind of contracts, anything like that, make sure that you're reading it through. If you have a second set of eyes, if you, if you're friends with a lawyer who has five minutes to help you, like get a second opinion on things before you sign contracts and before you get in too deep. When we, when we start new things in Mercury retrograde, sometimes what happens is we end up re having to redo it, which again, it's not the end of the world, but it is annoying, you know, and Mercury is the trickster God and he likes to be annoying. So we have these things going on. So take care of your electronics, your cars. If you have to travel, double check your details. Uh, you know, just make sure that you are uh, planning on delays, things like that. Um, keep your gas tank full if you can. Uh, triple check your text messages before you send them, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, listen, every single Mercury retrograde that comes around, I get an email or a message or something from somebody who sent a nude to their family member. I am not joking. Oh, also- How do people do that? It wasn't even a family member, this last one. It was somebody that uh, a person worked with. You gotta be careful. Sometimes, I mean, listen, your dad might have the same first name as like a guy that works in your office. You just, please check your messages before you send them, you know? You know what I love is that and I am going to learn so much from you. I'm just, it's just amazing. <laughs> I mean, you never listen. Somebody's got to tell you not to send nudes to your mom, but like you, it's, it seems like something you shouldn't have to think about, but well, Mercury retrograde is tricky, very tricky. So listen, just slow down, right? Like this hat, this is in place for three weeks. We have some time. This, I think Mercury moves into I'm sorry, Mercury moves direct on uh, February 21st. So we got some time here. Slow down, take your time. We'll be okay. Um, just be cautious during this time and, and we'll be okay. Now, another thing that's happening right now, and I know I talked about this last week a little bit, is because we have all of these planets that are in this air sign of Aquarius. Aquarius is cerebral and busy, like, like, I said synapses firing. It's very busy air energy. There's like all kinds of things swirling around. This makes us have trouble sleeping. We're sleeping poorly. We're sleeping lightly. We're waking up all the time. We're having weird dreams or like very vivid ones, or we're thinking too late into the night. And then we're just like, it's not great right now. So if you're having trouble sleeping, breathing exercises, we can combat this air energy with some air energy of our own, um, you know, breathing exercises. We had an episode uh, in December about breathing. I'm sorry, in Jan early January about breathing and breath work. This can help <coughs> not just with the sleeping, but also with our anxiety, which is another thing that also gets ratcheted up when we have a, all of this air energy swirling around us. So just if you have, uh, if you take meds, take your meds. If you have self-care tools and uh, if they're of the spiritual variety, just make sure that you have access to them. Therapy, all of these things, the things that we call shadow work uh, can be very practical in nature. Um, 
you know, even things like exercise, which I really hate to be talked to about, but it is, <laughs> turns out something that is important. So, you know, um, what you can do, try to do, you know, keep those things close at hand. And if you have people who you reach out to for help with these things, because nothing gets our anxiety even more out of control, like not sleeping, you know? And so taking care of ourselves and help and helping other people to help us take care of ourselves, you know? Is a lack of sleep something that's common during a mercury retrograde or a, a difficulty sleeping? Not necessarily specifically with Mercury retrograde, but all of these planets and this air energy, these air signs uh, are like, it's okay. overthinking and over-processing and there's just downloads of information all the time. And so it makes your mind move too fast, okay. you know, yeah. it's, it's, it, we have trouble sometimes resting our minds and then resting our bodies. So, um, now that's Mercury. I know we talked about that. When we have all of this Aquarius energy kind of swirling around us, things that are kind of at the top of the uh, conversation, a lot of the times, Aquarian energy focuses on the needs of the community and the collective, which is, you know, more like, let's talk about all of us instead of just me. What are the needs of all of us? And you're probably seeing this uh, playing out if you're in the United States, if you are watching anything that's going on in our government right now, we have... I mean, the needs of the collective versus the needs of the few. This has been a common argument in <laughs> for many years, but specifically right now, we're talking about this in terms of like the stimulus package, okay? The needs of the many and the needs of the few are blocking the needs of the many. And so this is a, this is a frustration that we're seeing playing out in real time, in real life. Other things that are going on too. When we have Mercury retrograde, this is a time where naturally what we should be doing is sitting back planning not jumping into things but Aquarius makes us want to jump into things because we get very excited we get new ideas and we get new situations and you know we get just on fire to do these things but if we jump we're going to get burned so we need to prepare you know and we need to plan and sometimes that requires focus and that is not an easy one so that is what Joe is going to talk to us about in the second half of this show. Um, now, I said that we have Venus also moving into Aquarius on uh, February 1st. So you're hearing this uh, a couple days after that happens. February 1st, Venus and Aquarius. Venus is our planet of our values. And it's also our, it's how we love. Uh, Venus is also our sign of like the feminine power, right? I mean, like the sign, the glyph of Venus is, is the female sign that you see. It's the girl power vibe of our birth chart and the planetary energy that is very much like, you know, let's, let's go, let's do this thing. Also, I don't know if you knew this, but um, I like uh, little nerdy facts and <laughs> Venus, the planet rules the signs of Taurus and Libra. And Venus ruling Libra is very interesting because Libra, you probably know, is the sign of the scales. And you've seen the scales. It's the sign of the Lady Justice, right? Holding the scales and the lady on the Supreme Court, on the front of the Supreme Court building, holding the scales. That's Venus. Okay. <laughs> she is all about equality. <gasps> so this that. sign, Venus, girl power, equality, 
values the and then we move and then we look at aquarius is the collective so this energy is like equality for the collective equality for our community how can we find equity for all people and so this is a big like this is a big vibe right now big mood Again, as the kids say, I don't know who these kids are. (laughs) I like these kids. (laughs) These kids, they know what they're talking about right now. Mm -hmm. So we have this, we have this big, like, you know, equity, equality conversation happening. And this energy moving in right now is, is very much like, okay, we can do this. We can take care of this. This is going to be the thing that spurs these things into motion. Um, I've seen a few other astrologers talking about this Venus and Aquarius transit possibly since it's happening in at this time frame a couple of things are happening we're going to be having an impeachment trial um and we're also going to be uh having our government members here in the u.s talking about these um next round of stimulus checks again both things that revolve around justice and the needs of the collective and so will this transit be really helping to push some of these things through let us hope so Now, when we're looking at Venus and Aquarius, so Aquarius, especially this Mercury retrograde, these do play into each other so closely. These planets are very close to each other in the sky and, you know, their energies are playing off of each other. They're in the same sign right now. They're, They're on the same page, Venus and Mercury. And when we're in Mercury retrograde, this is a time that maybe we want to reinvent ourselves. Maybe this is a time that we want to reinvest ourselves in something. And all these re-words for retrograde, right? Reinvention requires review. Okay. These are things we need to focus on. Mercury retrograde is an opportunity for us to really think about where we've been and to kind of plan and prepare for where we're going next. What is the next thing that I'm going to do? Let's start that as soon as this Mercury retrograde is done, because that's going to be a perfect time. That energy is going to be building up for us. So Mercury retrograde and Venus are both in the sign of this great conjunction that we had in December. This is powerful energy. We're still, it's like that energy was like a, was like a wave. Imagine like if you're surfing, you know, a big wave built up. And when we reached the peak of that wave, that was the great conjunction. Now we have all these other planets that are riding that surf. You know, they're riding that Aquarian energy all the way to the shore. We're all on the tailwind of this big great conjunction energy right now and all of these planets are going to be some quickly and some slowly moving through this for the entire year so this Aquarian thing this isn't going anywhere we're going to be living Mm -hmm. in this and we can really take advantage of it and and you know that um, amazing little nerdy fact that you talked about with the scales of justice, that Venus and Aquarius, that really tracks with overall ascension and awakening. Like right now where we are as the collective ascending and awakening, it tracks really, it's, it's like side by side. Ooh, I want to hear more about that. This is, yeah. yeah, this is definitely a thing that I, we're ready, right? Like a lot yeah. of us are ready for this. Yep. Some of us aren't and it's going to hurt for them because they're going to get dragged but <laughs> yes, those of us who are ready, you know, <laughs> let's go. Like, I've got my surfboard. I am ready to go. I am. Got my roller yeah. skates on. <laughs> Diving it. Um, so talking about this Venus, this Venus and Aquarius, looking at this overwhelming planetary influence of Aquarius, right now we need to really think about how we can be forward thinking, okay? 
Venus can help us here. You know, Venus is about progression and Venus is going to be in Aquarius until February 25th. So we have a good, a good bulk of time. We have Mercury there until the 21st, Venus there until the 25th. This is very, this is like a, a very airy, very nice time for us to really take advantage of this energy. Similar to the Mercury retrograde cycle, Venus is asking us to look at our values and how they relate to all the things Aquarius. So groups, friendships, uh, expansive ways of just being in the world and how to solve complex problems, which we have a lot of right now in this society. So <clears throat> as we're looking at this planetary configuration, Venus and Aquarius is like a call to action for us. It's how do we get clarity? How do we recommit ourselves? And how do we use our discernment? Because that is involved with our values, okay? When we're looking at this, Venus is the sign of solutions. Venus wants equality, but wants to find a way there. She's not just standing there looking pretty, holding the scales. She's like, let's make a plan, guys, let's go. She is, when we're talking about Venus in terms of love and relationships, because I know we are approaching Valentine's Day and some of us may be seeking out these relationships or some of us may be looking to expand these kinds of relationships. This is something that we should be talking about too. Venus in Aquarius is, again, she's looking, she's invested, you know, she's all the way in. She's happy. She's ready to go. She wants a connection, but she's a little like detached from it. She's not like you know, holding your hand in public, but she's like, yeah, I mean, let's, let's mask up and maybe go on like a six foot apart hiking date. Like, that's okay. That's okay with me. Maybe we'll get together later after, like after <laughs> when Venus moves into Pisces, she's going to be all about like the connection in all of the physical ways. So we have some time, you know, we got a good couple of weeks here to get, it's a get to know you period, yes. which is great. And Venus likes to get to know you in technological ways. And so that works out great for pandemic world that we currently live in. So when we're looking at this, it might not be the best time for like a sensual connection, but it is a great time for, you know, starting a friendship, starting a connection with somebody that maybe turns into something that's a little bit more romantic, you know, um, get you a pen pal girl, like, you know, dating apps. This is a great time. If you've been thinking about doing the online dating thing, this is a great time to jump in and take it slow, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Joe's I'm pointing excited. to herself. <laughs> yes. I'm single, but, and there is a guy who runs a vegan food truck that I have my eye on. So, mm. right. yeah. So yes. Joe, Joe is in uh, <laughs> Portland, Oregon, and that is the most Portland, Oregon thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh my God, it's true. That is Pacific Northwest. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So guys, listen, when we're talking about Mercury and Venus and Aquarius, this is the, this is the major theme of this week, but it's also going to be progressing into the next couple of weeks. So here's what we're, here's the bottom line. Don't make any like grand decisions about love or about your plans for the future right now. Instead, for both of these planets and both of these energies, maybe try like a wait and see approach, you know, plan and see what plays out, see what works for you. Um, You know, this too shall pass. We will get there. Everything will be good and more, you know, juicier energies are coming. So right now we're using this to kind of see what we can, see what we can spark, 
you know? So love it. That is our planetary little roundup for the week. Um, I have a super quick uh, ad uh, episode sponsor I want to tell you about. And um, then we're going to talk more with Joe about connection and tuning our reception. So hang in there and uh, let me tell you about BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from manifesting the greatness you deserve? BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. You can connect with your very own professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. You don't have to leave the house. You don't have to put on real pants. It is that convenient. BetterHelp gets it. Life is busy. Now you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your own therapist. BetterHelp includes licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBTQ matters, grief, self-esteem, and more. Anything you share is confidential, and if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. BetterHelp is available worldwide at your fingertips. BetterHelp offers four communication options, text, chat, phone, and video, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option with financial aid available. Glowgirl listeners get 10% off your first month, so why not get started today? Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health, like me, by going to betterhelp.com glow, fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs, and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash glow for 10% off your first month. Guys, okay, we are back. And let's talk. Let's talk about this. So we have all of this Aquarian energy. We we have known going into this year that we were going to be working with it. And Aquarius... So Aquarius is the sign, I just want to like preface this, Aquarius is the sign and it's called the water bearer. A lot of people think that Aquarius, because it is called the water bearer and Aquarius has the word aqua in it, that it is a water sign, but Aquarius is an air sign, okay? Now the air sign is, because Aquarius is not the water that is inside of the container, Aquarius is the container. And so this is the person carrying this container this is the ideas, you know, and it's detached from the emotion that's inside. So Aquarius is the energy. It's the air energy. It's what we feel. It's the spark. It's the new ideas. It's the new things that come to us. And that's why Aquarius is the sign of things like brand new inventions, innovative technologies, things that have happened in other Aquarian seasons, other Aquarian times in the past have been things like the invention of the internet and like the rise of cell phones and I mean, very like out there technology that, I mean, things that, things that we can't even imagine are being invented right now, you know? <laughs> and so, <Cool>. this, <laughs> I know. Very cool. And so, you know, this is something that we need to really look at. This Aquarian energy can be all encompassing. It can be very it can be very fantastic, but we can also get it carried away with it because the other thing about Aquarius is that it can be idealistic. And Aquarius, the modality of Aquarius is that it is a fixed air sign. Fixed means rigid. I have my ideas. I am idealistic about them and you will not sway me from them. And so sometimes we can be so far out there 
that we are not receptive to new things. And we are not sometimes receptive to connection. And so the lesson here, especially with this Mercury retrograde in Aquarius, is to actually take a step back and realize that we do still have plenty to learn. We do still you know, absorb new ideas and we can still give things another chance. And so allowing connection is also a lesson with Aquarius. And this is a perfect time, I think, to really talk about the types of connection that we can allow. So connection like connection with people, connection with new ideas, connection with new energies, but also things like intuitive connection, spiritual connection, you know? And so I think Joe has lots to tell us about this because this is something I'm fascinated with and have very little experience with too. That'll be fun. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, and the fact that you mentioned um, connection um, connection, communication, connection with self. That's really important because you can't connect outside of you if you aren't able to connect within. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess the, the easiest way to start doing that is to, you know, have a process and learning, um, you know, what that process is into intentional communication. So, you know, how a lot of times, you know, you might hear this um, when you're doing your um, astrology readings. People are like, well, you know, I feel blocked. Um, or a lot of times people will say, I'm blocked from hearing the messages or I'm blocked from source, right? Which is not really a thing because energy is expansive. It can't be contained. It can't be blocked. Um, you know, there are, you know, little ifs here and there, but for the most part, it can't. And we get a lot, I get a lot of people who they may not, they may not understand that blocked is a thing. They just say, I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like I have intuition, but I don't know how to do anything with it. And I don't know how to make it work for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So really you just need to, you know, there's a couple things and we'll talk about those. There's just a couple things that you need to start implementing and start practicing. Um, So the first thing that you want to do is when you want to communicate or when you want to be open to the messages or even when you just want to pray, right? Um, You want to um, create an intentional connection. And that's basically exactly what it sounds. You want to connect, but you want to do it with intention. And so it's super easy. You just sit down, find a quiet space and you breathe right? You, you know, how important based on the, the podcast on breathing the, um, and how important it is. And you also want to center, sort of center in your body, be comfortable, back straight, feet flat, you know, um, that sort of thing in a comfortable position. Um, and then it's all about visualizing. Intentional connection is visualizing. And I always throw visualizing in any intuitive development um, sort of exercise because that is, when you visualize, you're developing your clairvoyance. Mm-hmm. Um, so visualize. You basically deep breath, right? And then visualize a three, the number three above your head. You can, a lot of times they'll say envision like the sun or an orange ball or something. It doesn't matter. Um, with the number three in it and see that three come all the way down through your body, head, um, neck, shoulders, all, go all the way down to your feet. Can right? You tell, can you tell me why the number three? because we're going to do three, two, one. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Right. So then 
um, when, when, when number three has left your feet, then you visualize the number two and you, the same process, head, neck, shoulders, hips, legs, boom. Then the number one, same process all the way down. So you're counting backward three, two, one, and then you just say, I am now connected. So what that has done, basically, it's um, sort of given you this process through which to establish a connection. Let your spirit guides and your higher self know that you're ready. You want to hear from them. You're open to it. It's also um, sort of sparked your um, visualization so that you get messages easier, sort of primed for um, through your clairvoyant abilities. Um, yeah, and it's just sort of Oh, it's put you into the alpha state as well. So because it's being in the alpha state is super important. Okay. What does the alpha state mean? The alpha oh, state. Very new here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I love the questions. And um, okay. So the alpha state is, um, all right. So I'm not an expert on the different states, but I know there's the alpha state, there's the quantum state, there's um, the beta and theta, I believe like the sleep states oh, and alpha. Okay. Yes. So the alpha state is just a very, it's the first level of relaxation. Okay. Okay. I think I do feel like I've heard of this or at least something that's similar. So this, this yeah. makes sense. Yes. Yeah. And, and really that's, that's the state that you want to be in whenever um, you do any sort of connection. So that's why, you know, um, people a lot of times before readings will have meditations or mini meditations or, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's very common just to take you down. Okay. Right. So is, is a kind of centering like that something that would be helpful to do, um, you know, if we are going to be doing a meditation or if we're going to do like some type of free writing or journaling or even like a tarot or oracle spread? A hundred percent, Tracy, a hundred percent. Anytime you are going to sit down to do anything where you express yourself intuitive, creatively, if you're a chef and you're about to create or, you know, do um, cook this amazing meal, do some deep breathing first. The way that spirit connects with us is through our, our, um, inspiration, intuition, that's all connected. It's the same thing. So yeah, it, it's always easier or better to call in spirit before you do anything. Okay. Okay. So another thing that I thought was interesting too, is that you said that when we are grounding ourselves and I've, and I've experienced this in other times too, but um, each of the, it's really interesting because each of the Zodiac signs rules a part of our body. Okay. And then we start at the top of the chart with our head with Aries. Okay. And then we move down each Zodiac sign rules one area of our body. And so Aquarius is almost to our feet. Aquarius rules like our shins and ankles and calves in that area of our body. And so I just think that that's, I just think that's really interesting as we are feeling that energy kind of moving down through, you know, mm. we're, it's moving through our whole body. It's moving through each of the parts of our chart and kind of activating all of you know each area of our chart is ruled by a different sign we all are made up of all of the signs oh. you know and all of that energy is just kind of cycling through and activating every part of our cosmic dna i guess you know a hundred percent it it just it's about filling your body with all of that 
and and I and I I kind of suspect it's less about filling the physical body because you know how um, the baby in the womb is surrounded by the amniotic sac, mm-hmm. um, and that sac is what supports the baby. It keeps the baby living and alive. I mean, you know, for all intents and purposes, um, a lot of people believe that the soul resides within the physical body. You know, but like I said earlier, energy it can't be contained. So just based on all of the things that I've learned from the Akasha and doing readings and connecting with spirit and, you know, um, channeling and all that stuff is that the soul actually is what's called the etheric field or the aura that surrounds the physical body. And the physical body is supported by that quote unquote amniotic sac. So um, I think it, it makes a lot of sense to pull all of those things through that body to activate it. Okay. Yeah, that's, that is fascinating. And that ties into that Aquarian uh, imagery too, because you said energy can't be contained and Aquarius is the, is the container that is temporary holder for this energy that we're trying to work with, you know? Yes. I think the synchronicities are so cool that they're just everywhere, but it's cool to sort of peel them back, you know? once we kind of get to that state, yep. what can we expect? Or maybe it is, maybe we shouldn't have expectations. What do we do next? Well, I always tell people, you know, set an intention for what you want to do. So the next thing that um, I tell my students to do is to go into meditation, take yourself down into the alpha state with an intentional connection and then go into meditation. But I'm not talking like Buddhist meditation where you clear your mind. That's not the point, right? The point is to actually engage. And this is a really good opportunity for you to use to to meet your higher self. A lot of times you'll see a lot of meditations out there on YouTube. There's tons where you can meet your spirit guide, but I love my spirit guides. They're amazing. And I, I, I love them, but my most powerful spirit guide is my higher self, which is me. So instead of giving my power away or saying, I need your help spirit because I can't do this. I instead say, okay, higher self, let's do this. Show me what I need to do. So it's really fun to go into a meditation, you know, and really, again, we're tapping into that feminine power of Venus, especially in this energy um, and the need um, when we talked earlier about how that tracks with the overall ascension um, and, and ask her questions. What's your name? Um, You know, visualize her. What does she look like? What is she wearing? Um, Where does she live? What does your temple look like? That sort of thing. I mean, my temple is pretty you know, badass. And the first time I saw it, I was like, shut up. This is cool. So. Okay. Okay. So this can really be like visualization. Yes. Yeah. So this sounds like it would be something that would be great for, especially if you're going to be journaling and trying to record some of these things for yourself. Yep. For Uh, sure. Do you do a lot of journaling? I don't do as much as I should, but journaling is something, um, and, and right now, again, very Aquarian time, very Mercury time. Mercury is writing, mm-hmm. you know, it's communication. And so however we're doing that, even if you journal in an app um, mm-hmm. on your phone, great. If you type, great. But writing with your hand makes, it gives you a, not, not just a physical connection. I mean, that's why taking notes in class growing up for some of us was, the way that we, the way that we were able to memorize the information, you know, 
we didn't have to study because we took the notes and it went immediately into our brains. And sometimes spiritually, I think when you're journaling, you have more of a connection when you're writing it with your hand. You, you, you're tap. Yeah, absolutely. You're tapping into it. So, um, how that ties together is when you are writing, you are actually channeling. So and channels are mediums and mediums are channeling. So, um, a lot of times, especially when you're journaling and you tend to just, everything's flowing in your head and out the ends of your hands, you're actually in the channeling state. Um, which is, um, just you're, you're, you're doing automatic writing for lack of a better term. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. And okay. <laughs> the synchronicities, they just keep happening. Mm-hmm. So they do. So, um, Mercury rules the sign of Gemini and Gemini rules our hands and our minds. And so mind hand connection, like it is just that easy. I think it just mm-hmm. all works. It, it, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. I love that. Really good. Yeah. And then you want to develop and strengthen your communication um, with the spirit guide that you would meet or, um, you know, your, your higher self or whatever, just by simply asking for things, just ask for things, small things, help with finding your keys or a lost item. Or I ask for help finding parking spaces because I'm lazy and I don't like to walk. Um, and (laughs) But more it's like, I don't like to push the cart. Usually it's when I go grocery shopping and I don't want to push the cart across the lot. Um, but I ask for help and I always get the best spots. Oh, yeah. I like this. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. We have, I know. I know there's at least a couple of people listening who are constantly losing their keys. So this could be helpful <laughs> in a very practical way. Yep. Yep. And then as you build that trust that those small things you actually, you know, receive help or whatever, then you want to make your asks bigger, right? You want help with bigger things. Um, But yeah, start small. Yeah. Okay. That's very cool. Okay. What if you are, what if you're a writer and you have writer's block? Is this something you can ask for help with? Oh, um, absolutely. But typically anytime, um, I found you, if you're a writer and you have writer's block, now you're talking long-term or are you just talking like in the moment? I mean, maybe just either, you know, maybe not somebody. Yeah. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. It's just a creative, maybe even if you're just a creative and you're having some sort of creative block. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do something that you love, joy, um, go outside. Mostly I'd I'd say do this in nature, but um, you know, if you love cooking, go cook something. I mean, go cook something from scratch, like take your body and your mind completely out of that thing that you can't accomplish and put it into something that you can accomplish because really what writer's block is it's energy. It's energy that you, where you are not able to channel it into the way that makes you feel joyful. That's the first thing. But the second thing is, is what is it you're trying to accomplish? Because typically what spirit will do is when you're not meant to go down that road, um, those blocks might also be self-imposed. It might be your higher self saying, "Mm -mm, no, we're not going to go down here. We're not going to go down this road. This is just going to take us down uh, someplace we don't need to go. Okay. Like protecting you from whatever it is that's not going to work for you. Yeah. I think more like less of a time waster, you know, like, no, that's not what that's not in your soul blueprint. Don't let's not do that. Go, you know? So yeah. Okay. 
but for the person who just has like a legitimate block, you know, they might be tired or whatever, definitely go outside and connect with the ground, go bare feet, put your feet on the roots of a big, gorgeous tree and, or stick them in water or, you know, hmm, okay. wonderful like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah. That's my favorite way to ground. I've been working with a lot of clients on, um, how to access their, an area of their chart that, uh, to find what's going to work best for you for solitude. And a lot of it is elemental, um, you yeah. know, and, and based on this area of your birth chart that you can look to there and see what's there. For me, oh. I have that area in the sign of cancer. Cancer is a water sign and I'm not a very watery person, but I will <laughs> tell you a hot shower, a hot bath, a hot cup of tea and something with the moon because you know, the moon rules cancer. These are the things that soothe my broken soul when I have just had too much. And so those kind of things, I think can really work. That's interesting. I'm, I'm a Capricorn. What's, what's that? What would that be for me? Um, it's actually based on your rising sign. So I would have to actually look up your whole, I would have to look up. your. I, I am a Libra rising. I know these things because of you, actually. I am a Libra. Oh, rising. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Well, let me, um, while we're still talking, I will pull up your chart and I will find that area for you. If anybody's listening and they want to look up that area of their chart, what you need to do is you need to look up your birth chart with your birth time. Um, and I'm sorry if you don't have your birth time, it just doesn't work if you don't have it. Uh, But you need to look that up. And if you, you know, when we start with the birth chart, you go to the first house, we move counterclockwise all the way around to the 12th house. And the sign that's on the cusp of the 12th house uh, will tell you what that is. And so, uh, like I said, mine is cancer. And then the next sign is Leo. So I'm a Leo rising and you are a Libra rising. So the sign before that, where yours falls is Virgo. Virgo is an earth sign. So getting into nature, ground, physically grounding, getting yes. out there. Yeah. Getting out there in the forest, getting out there in the air. Like, yes. you know, my legs are tingling. That's like yeah. a hard, yes, hard. Yes. Spirits like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And and here, because it's just nothing but nature here, that's why I feel so ridiculously invigorated every time I go outside. It's just like, what is this place? This magic, (laughs) (laughs) the sorcery. I love it. See, I mean, even even this woo stuff can be very practical, guys, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Very much. Um, but then the last thing that I just want to mention is that, um, when you're doing all of these things, um, you know, when you're connected and you're meditating and you're asking for spirit, you're, you're communicating, you're communicating with, um, you know, your higher senses, take note of which of your clairs, your clear abilities are actually delivering your messages. All right. So, um, it could be clear, um, um, Oh, sorry, I'm I'm losing track here. Um, clear audience when you're writing or automatic writing, journaling that's coming in through um, your your knowing your clear audience. I'm sorry, your your hearing. Yeah. Um, and also your knowing clear cognizance, which is your clear knowing. Um, if you see pictures or you see messages, um, that's your clairvoyance. And then when you just sense things, which, okay, I'm getting into, I know there it's hard. Well, what's the difference between clear cognizance and clear sentience? It's subtle and you don't learn to, you don't really figure that out until you're 
you you're in it because then you're like, oh, that's the difference because it's right. different each person. Um, but then that's your most powerful ability. Just, so just take note of how you're receiving the messages. That's your most powerful ability. And that's the one that you're going to want to focus, going to want to focus on developing. That's how you learn discernment. Um, and, um, um, and I know discernment is another word that ties in with the Aquarian energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is also, um, once you develop one skill or one clarability, then the others are going to start coming into supplement. Um, you know, you've heard about when people lose their sight and so then they all, all of a sudden they have amazing hearing and then their other senses come in. And that's the same thing with your clarabilities. Once one develops, the others will come into layer and help. That is fantastic. Okay. That's very cool. I have never felt very much like a like a super spiritually connected person, even though I am a very woo practicing person, it's very mathy for me. Like it's very practical. It feels like to me, but I, I do feel like I want to connect more with so many of these things. I just, this has been very helpful because I don't know how, a lot of us just don't know how to even get started. Right. Like it feels, it feels silly some of it to sit down and uh, how do I do this without feeling what am I doing you know yes. so well, it does make you feel silly like what is this this is crazy talk <laughs> yeah. but the way you explained it it does it's very practical it makes sense it's very it's easy to follow and it feels like this is something that we can do and so mm-hmm. if we're going to take on a practice like this how often would you recommend that we do this type of um like slow down meditation type connection, you know, opening ourselves up to this, to these intuitive connections. It really just depends on how quickly you want to develop. Um, but I tell people, you know, do it at least three times a week. And, um, you know, there's a million different ways that you can slow down. Um, YouTube has a ton of free, um, uh, meditations, guided meditations, Um, but even, you know, um, like you said, Tracy, just sitting down in a nice quiet space, you know, um, with, you know, an occupied Clara, right. Mm -hmm. Um, sitting down with that cup of tea, um, and just sort of being at peace and being with yourself that counts too. Um, that's connecting to the self because this is all about the higher self, the self, um, making that connection. And then that just makes the, the, that um, your ability to hear messages and to get clarity that much stronger. Huh. Okay. Okay. Yes, this is good. I, I'm excited to give this a try. Um, yeah. I have some ideas about like how this might, I mean, some of us don't get a lot of solitude these days, but you know, being able to find that is mm-hmm. part of the journey, right? Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Okay. So all right. So I, I love this. If we are feeling like this is a path that we want to go down more and we're feeling like, okay, I, I think that I'm drawing some more uh, energy than I really, maybe more than I know what to do with. And I'd like a guidance for a next step. How can, uh, can you remind us how people can get a hold of you? Because I know that you work with students in intuitive development and really going to the next level with these things. 
Yes. Um, you can reach me um, the easiest way for intuitive development. If you're interested, there's a tab on my website called intuitive development at the Um, And also be sure to join my private or closed Facebook group because um, I've started doing a thing called um, tips and exercises basically. And every, once a week um, uh, we'll post a, a new exercise and a new tip. Um, yeah there's, you know, plus there's, um, there's a monthly, um, um, what's it called? Like a, it's not, it's a, like an intuitive development circle. Um, really it's just a zoom call, <laughs> it's like an interactive zoom call that people can join. So there's a lot, um, plus also, you know what, go on Amazon and, um, there's get, see what, what books you're drawn to. That's a, a good way to get started and, and, um, and get yourself, you know, started on the track. Because what I typically find is when people find one thing, it leads to another, because really what you're doing is you're sort of, you're saying, okay, spirit, I'm ready to learn. Um, I just don't know where to start. And so follow your gut, find that first thing, and then you'll be drawn breadcrumbs. Oh, you know, that just made me mess bookstores so much. <laughs> yeah, I know. Bookstores, <laughs> listen, bookstores are my church. Are they? Yeah, that's <laughs> like, that's where my spirit, listen, so many, I've gone down so many interesting new paths just because of being in a bookstore. Yeah. Like that I think is like a spiritual place for me. And I really cannot wait until the day that we can get back into bookstores, like really get back into bookstores, you know? I'm yeah, no, I completely agree. And you know, there's a, a bookstore here called Powell's City of Books. I believe that's the name of it. It's a city block, an entire building that is a city block, three stories high of nothing but books. What? I, I know. I know. I, I'm like, oh, I'm, what I'm is on that? my way. <laughs> I'll see you. I'll see you this time tomorrow. Can you pick me up at the airport? <laughs> <laughs> and then, then you'll be there like for four days. And so it's yeah. Like, I'll pack snacks. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, this has been awesome. Um, I can't wait to do this again. And um, so guys, like I mentioned, Joe's going to be, um, you know, popping in and out of episodes, helping us out with all of this stuff. We're going to be talking about all kinds of different things. So if there are things that uh, you want to know more about, if you visit her, uh, her website at the Woke Akashic, or if you join the closed Facebook group, which again, fantastic group, especially if you're looking to kind of build on some of these spiritual things. It's such a nice, kind place. It's a safe place to ask yeah. these questions. Mm -hmm. Even if you have no idea what you're doing, yeah. it's safe there. Mm -hmm. Like I just asked the other day, I asked, this was such a silly question, I think, but I didn't know who no. else to ask or where else to ask, but I keep having squirrels and you guys know how much I love squirrels. I keep having squirrels come to my come to my house and my front porch and to die and it's very sad and I do, it's happened like three times in the past few months and I was like is this a bad sign is something and everybody said you know they probably were sick and they came to you for like safety and security because you feed them and they know that you care about them and I'm like okay I hope so but it was a really nice it was a really nice conversation. It wasn't like anybody was like, are you poisoning them with something that you're feeding them? I mean, nobody was, <laughs> nobody called me out about anything. I'm not, by the way, I feed them only the highest quality Costco walnuts all day long. You know, have you, um, would you consider yourself to have a special, um, connection with animals by any chance? Because when you said that spirit, I heard spirit say animal communication. 
So is that something that as a little girl, maybe you had a special connection with animals? When I was a little kid, definitely. Um, you know, it's, it's over the years, I, you know, you spend less time with animals, I suppose you're not, I'm not in nature nearly as much these days as I used to be. I grew up in the woods, constantly bringing home birds that fell out of the nest and, and little squirrels that I found. I had so many, um, like tetanus shots and like, uh, like all of these things as a little kid, because I, I was constantly getting bitten by animals from the forest that I would bring home, not afraid of them, always getting bitten. I mean, what are you going to do? I was that kid, you know, I'm, I've learned more now, but, uh, but yeah, especially the squirrels. And at one point I did a little bit of a deep dive and I read about squirrels and I, and I know that the term spirit animal does not belong to, does not belong to me. And I'm fine with that, but having a connection with different types of creatures, you know, it, it made sense to me, you know, and maybe not in that term, but I read about squirrels and squirrels are, squirrels gather and then disseminate. So what they do is they gather up food, they gather up, and and that's like me, right? I gather up all this information, I'm constantly absorbing it. And it gets to be that it's so much that I can't do anything more with it and I have to give it to other people. Yep. You know, I have to leave it around for others. <laughs> and that's kind of what I always do, you know? Mm-hmm. it's. Squirrels are like the little nerd mascot, I guess, guys, if you ever wondered. <laughs> yeah, I love that animal communication. So probably if you were ever to, you know, decide to go down the path of really um, looking into that and developing that, you would more than likely um, be a, an excellent animal communicator, which I got to tell you when I had the studio in Lansing and I was looking for animal communicators to do um, a workshop it was difficult to find, um, like a legit animal communicator. Um, yeah. So, and people were always calling saying, do you communicate with animals? I'm like, no, I mean, (laughs) no. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, listen, I mean, the, the most animal communication I get in my life is from the, my very old dog who wants nothing to do with anyone. He just wants to sleep. And then my also very old cat who is just mentally, flipping me the bird all day long. Like they're both very old and they're like, why did you bring this small child to our house? What have you, what were you thinking? Why did you do this to us? <laughs> the squirrels are much happier. You know, they just, they just want snacks. And I, I understand that at a soul level. So exactly. We can be snack friends. Oh my gosh. Okay. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for being here this week. And um, we are going to get back together again soon. We haven't fully decided, but we just talked about before the show started about maybe doing an episode on numerology and maybe numerology of couples for like Valentine's Day is coming up. So Mm -hmm. stay tuned. We'll have more information on that as it develops. Um, And thank you all for tuning in and joining us this week. I loved this conversation and I can't wait for the next one. So um, again, as we move into this very Aquarian week, um, embrace the different, uh, challenge the urge to be too fixed and rigid in in your ways um, and practice uh, tuning your reception, okay? Um, Flexibility and discernment can go hand in hand and this is how we grow. So 
Uh, remember to check out Joe's services online at the Book Akashic, and I will have the links to her socials in the show notes um, so that you can go clicky click there and not have to write this down while you're driving. So I will see you all back here next Wednesday for a brand new episode of Glow Girl. You can find us online at uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Glow Girl Pod. Make sure that you catch the rest of the Girls Girls Media Multiverse of Podcasts. On Mondays, we've got Issues Girl. Tuesdays are for Edible Encounters, which is our hilarious new show with Meredith and Rachel that is about aliens and edibles. Uh, (laughs) Surprise. Uh, Thursdays are for our flagship Girls Girls podcast show with Brittany and Meredith. Fridays are for the weekly Boss Up with the Atta Girl Pod with Meredith. And then weekends are for the family-friendly, kid-friendly, only family-friendly episode that we have, Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. There is something for everyone here. Uh, Glow Girl is a production of Girls Girls Media, and our music today is by the amazing Breakmaster Cylinder. We'll see you soon, Joe. I I am looking forward to it. Yes. All right. And, uh, and shine bright, glow girls. Mm-hmm.